Welcome back, everyone, to the MAPA podcast. I am your host for this episode, Katerina Ostrup, and I often go by Kat. And on today's show, we have Alana joining us. Welcome to the show, Alana. Hi, Kat. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to have you back on the show, I should say. Yeah, thanks. I know we did that um, legislative update a few months ago, so I'm happy to be back. And for the episode today, we're going to be doing a little bit more updates about the legislative agenda and talk a little bit more about PA Day on the Hill and things like that. So, so excited to have you back on the show. Could you remind some of the listeners or share some of the information if they didn't tune into September's episode a little bit more about yourself throughout your career as a PA, as well as your role with MAPA and all of those things? Absolutely. So my name is Alana Singh. I am currently a PA practicing at Alina Health in OBGYN. I've been a PA for about six years, and the majority of that time has been spent in women's health. Within MAPA, I serve as the legislative committee chair currently, and I sit on a variety of committees such as the CME committee, the scholarship committee, kind of wherever I'm needed. (laughs) I also hold a position as a delegate to the AAPA HOD. Uh, So I'm excited to do that this year. That'll be my first time. Awesome. That is exciting. Yes, you have quite the variety of roles within MAPA. So thanks so much for all the work that you do. We really appreciate all your help. Absolutely. It's a fun organization. It's uh, always good to connect with fellow professionals. And let's talk a little bit about what are some of the items on the agenda for the legislative committee for the upcoming year in 2024 here? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of big things that we're trying to work on this year. One of the things that some of the listeners may have heard about before is interstate licensure compact. So especially for our folks that are practicing in telemedicine, this is going to be really important. But AAPA and the Federation of State Medical Boards are trying to get an interstate licensure compact off the ground. What that would do would make it a little bit more of a streamlined process for PAs who are licensed in one state that participates in the compact to obtain their license in another state. So currently, three states have passed this legislation. Most recently, Wisconsin passed it. Um, So we're really excited. One of our neighbors has passed it, hopefully, Uh, Minnesota can be one of the next ones. And I think this is going to make a big impact for access for care for not only Minnesotans, but other folks around the country and increase um, PA's ability to get telemedicine positions also. So that's a big one. And then the second thing that we're really working on this year is to clean up some of our statutes regarding mental health care practice in Minnesota. So just for a little bit of historical background, in 2020, we were able to pass a updated legislation for Minnesota PAs, which, you know, removed physician supervision and changed us to kind of collaborative practice, that kind of thing. But one thing that happened is that some of the mental health stakeholders were concerned, if you will, about PAs providing mental health care for what they call serious mental illness. So we have a clause 
in our legislation that is very confusing and it's redundant. Serious mental illness is not defined in our statutes, so nobody really knows how to interpret it. Um, And it's a little bit in conflict with some of our other clauses within our statutes. So we are doing what we can to remove that. And hopefully that will allow employers to better utilize PAs, particularly within the mental health space. Yeah, that would be amazing. As a telepsychiatry PA myself, both of these really impact myself as well as other telepsych PAs that I know locally in our state. So I'm really excited about both of these items for our state and to advance more care for our patients throughout the state and rural areas of our state as well. We can have a further reach too. And Mm -hmm. other ways that I find that this will be helpful will be when some of our patients are traveling out of state too and maybe spend the winter in a different state, that compact license could be beneficial to consider as well to be able to get licenses in other states if interested to, to again, be able to have continuity of care and things like that for our patients. Absolutely. And I think one thing to really highlight is with this mental health clause, what we're really trying to do is increase access for patients. Some people may be aware of this already, but Minnesota has a severe shortage of psychiatrists, particularly in rural areas. And the need for psychiatric care is ever-growing, as you are well aware, sure. (laughs) And PAs are primed and ready to help and already are doing the work. So we're hoping to just kind of remove some of that confusion so that our health systems can understand better how to utilize PAs. Yeah, definitely. It'll be really impactful for the patients we're already seeing and future patients that we're hoping to help as well. And PA Day on the Hill is just around the corner coming up here on Wednesday, February 21st in 2024. Could you share, Alana, a little bit more about what a Minnesota PA could expect if they were to attend PA Day on the Hill? PA Day on the Hill is awesome. If you have never attended, I strongly recommend it. What this event is, is getting a group of PAs together to go to Capitol Hill and chat with their legislators about things that are important to Minnesota PAs. Legislators really want to hear from their constituents. Hearing from them in person is so much more impactful than an email or a letter. Not to say that those things don't help, but really making a human face-to-face connection is ideal. So for PA Day on the Hill, participants should expect to come to the Capitol in Minnesota and have a meeting with hopefully both their House representative and their state senator to talk to them, particularly about these two issues, mental health care and our interstate licensure compact. It's a really fun kind of sense of camaraderie. You'll get to network with some other PAs from around the state and really get to participate in the legislative process which I think is something that most of us could probably do more of. It is a very interesting day, but it makes you feel like you're actually having an impact and doing something for not only your current practice, but also the future practice of Minnesota PAs throughout our state too. And I think it's really important to try to attend those years that you can because that's how legislative changes happen, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes a big difference. 
we can often get people to uh, legislators to sponsor or author our bills when they can see their constituents face to face. Legislation, the political process is a little bit mysterious, I think, and chaotic maybe for some of us. But networking is a really big part of it. So if you're able to make face-to-face connections, human connections with your legislators, it does go a long way. For sure. And just having the opportunity to see the work that MAP is doing, but also to be able to have those one-on-one conversations often is what they end up being and sharing a little bit more about the PA profession as a whole, because not all of them even know what a PA does. So it can be as simple as sharing a little bit about yourself and what you do and can be definitely a lot more laid back and less pressure than what it can initially seem on the surface. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, if anybody is kind of nervous about doing it for the first time or they're not really sure what to expect, please don't worry. There will be people there who have been there before. They'll hold your hand if you need to the whole way. Like you said, it's really a lot more laid back than you might expect. I mean, these are just other human beings who happen to be in the legislature and want to know what's important to Minnesota PAs. So that's how we're going to tell them. And you touched on this a little bit already, but how else does MAPA support the PAs that attend PA Day on the Hill? Yeah. So a couple of the things that we'll do are we'll send you some emails ahead of time. The emails will have, you know, some pretty detailed instructions about what to expect, even down to things like where to park and where to meet us and that kind of thing. Because I know it can be confusing for some folks who aren't used to downtown St. Paul. And then we will also send, you know, handouts that you can review. Those are handouts that you would be able to take with you to the legislator to leave with them. And this will kind of give you a little primer, if you will, on how to talk to your legislators about, you know, the particular topics that we're working on this year. We usually also will put out a short video, either with the email or on social media about kind of how to approach the meeting with your legislator. And then again, we'll be there. Lots of really seasoned PAs who have done this multiple times will be there to to help along the way. Yeah, it'll be a good time and we can, you know, meet other people that are attending for the first time and just support them. And if they need to pull a more seasoned PA in with them, if there's one available, then that can happen as well. Absolutely. And I really liked the handouts that were created for last year's PA Day on the Hill, too. Like you said, they you can leave them with your legislators, but they're often essentially like talking points to help guide you through the conversation as well. So you don't feel like your mind is drawing a blank and kind of spacing out, so to speak, if you feel more of that social anxiety when you're talking to people. Exactly. And I think sometimes people worry about like, what am I going to do if I don't know the answer? I think it's the same as when we have a patient maybe that asks us a question and we don't know the answer. We just say, I'm going to get back to you on that. And then we can uh, go and ask somebody who might have a little bit more experience. And yeah, it's very easy for us to just shoot a quick email to the legislators afterwards. So don't worry about that part. Yeah, definitely. You can say, you know, I don't know that answer, but I know who would know that answer and make sure you have their email address and someone from MAPA can reach out to them and help answer their question going forward. 
And Alana, do we have any deadline to try to register for PA Day on the Hill if any of the listeners are interested in registering? Yeah, I would encourage people to register by uh, February 14th. So that's about a week before the event. Great. And how can they register as well? You can go online to minnesotapa.org. You'll find a link there to register for 2024 Day on the Hill. There's a little form you'll fill out. It's going to ask you about your address and stuff so we know who your representatives are. And then the legislative committee will be in contact with you closer to the event. And could you share any more fun things that might happen that day besides advocating for our profession? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> we are planning to have a little get together afterwards for any folks that are able to join us in person. I, again, I think it's a good way to have more camaraderie among Minnesota PAs. And so actually our social media committee made a really good suggestion to have a get together, maybe for happy hours, some appetizers or something. And It'll be a good opportunity to network and celebrate the work that we've done for the day. Yeah, definitely. We're still working on finalizing all those details. But if any of you do end up coming to PA Day on the Hill, you'll certainly hear all that information about what we plan to do and hopefully can stop by afterwards and meet some of the people who show up or catch up with those that you already know. Absolutely. And Alana, if some of the listeners or other Minnesota PAs can't make PA Day on the Hill, what are some ways that they still can be involved with these legislative agenda items and trying to advocate for our profession? If you aren't able to make the in-person Day on the Hill, I would encourage you to reach out to the legislative committee. Uh, We can actually help you to organize an in-district meeting with your representative or, or senator. A lot of the legislators will be in their home district, you know, once a week or once a month, and you can set up a meeting time with them face to face. Uh, If that's not possible, we could help you organize potentially a Zoom meeting. But other ways are sending emails, uh, sending letters, you know, particularly for our psychiatry folks like yourself, who this mental health clause really impacts their ability to provide care. If you can send letters, emails, you know, we're happy to help you craft them if you're not really sure what to say. But that does go a long way also. Yeah, definitely. If you are already traveling out of town or have to work that day and can't attend, there are a lot of different ways that you can still reach out to your legislators and encourage them to get behind these legislative changes so that they can happen relatively soon. You, Things can move a little slow sometimes with legislation, but, you know, with our neighbors over in Wisconsin getting the compact license passed recently, then hopefully that can push us in Minnesota here a little bit further as well. I will say also that things sometimes move really slow and sometimes move really fast. Sure. So, be on the lookout also for emails from Malva that are asking you to help join like an email blast. Sure. Um, so if there's something very urgent coming up in the legislator, we'll send out an email to our membership and ask you to essentially copy and paste an email to your legislator so that we can kind of try to get everybody on side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes when 
they are trying to talk about the changes right then and there. You know, it's important to try to get your voices heard throughout the state so that they bring it to their attention a little bit more and can try to make those changes happen for you as well. So yes, that's a great point as well. And if any of the listeners have any questions at all or want to touch base with you, how could they reach out to you? There's a couple different ways. You can email me directly if you'd like. And I think Pat will be able to put my email in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, the other email that you could reach out to is mapa.advocate, M-A-P-A dot advocate at gmail.com. That one goes directly to myself and a couple other members on the legislative committee. Otherwise, you can always contact us through the Minnesota Academy of PA's website. Sounds great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation, Alana, and for being the chair for the legislative committee and having so many leadership roles throughout our organization. Thanks for our, all the hard work you do. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. I really appreciate you asking me to come back and uh, doing these podcasts. I think it adds a nice, different media form for people to access map information. Awesome. Thank you.